Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of A Word About Wealth, a podcast where we talk all things finance. My name is Kevin. And this is Van. What we do here on this podcast is take a common sense approach to topics surrounding money. We'll do our best to break down complicated concepts, give examples, and have a casual conversation about finance and wealth. Well, this is a casual conversation now. I know. Yeah. It, it's always been a yeah. casual conversation, man. You <laughs> know, our ultimate goal here, guys, is to make finance feel like a good pair of sweats. Oh, yes. This is my new thing, man. I'm going to do this every episode. Okay, we did jeans that episode. This is sweats. Wow. We're going to talk about the next types of pants next time. Okay, okay. you're going to say corduroys next? Or? Oh, corduroys. Oh, way. Yeah. Hey, you yeah. should join the it's join like the party, man. Nice pair of skinny jeans. Yeah. We're going to go through all types of pantaloons. That's right. Pantaloons. That's, right. that's, uh, that's what our French brethren would say, right? That's right. That's right. But uh, ultimately, we're here to help you build wealth, guys. Okay. It's also important to note here that we are not financial advisors, nor do we pretend to be. And what we share on this podcast should be taken as general education and financial entertainment. And again, please do not misconstrue this as financial advice or official financial advice. Correct. Yeah. Um, And if you guys have, as always, questions, comments, concerns, um, don't like us talking about The Rock a lot, Mm -hmm. please email us. Or how hot we are in this box. That's true. We haven't talked about that in a while, actually. Well, it's even better. That's why, man. It's better. The summer is is almost gone, right? Vans turn on the AC for me. Actually, the summer... Wait. We're in the fall now. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, summer's gone a long yeah. time ago. Man. <laughs> oh, man. Two kids. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I was saying, please email us at a wordaboutwealth at gmail.com or visit our website, a wordaboutwealth.com, as well as please rate and review us on iTunes. And I think we're on some other ones too, right? Yeah, we're on Stitcher, Sound- SoundCloud, Stitcher, yeah. and uh, also like um, you can go to Google Play. Yeah. And so forth, right? So, I mean, it's. Uh, Again, you know, we really appreciate if you guys can um, can rate and review us. I know we keep saying this the last few episodes, and you guys are probably tired of hearing it. But, I mean, we really appreciate all the ones that yeah. we've received so far. And, again, it would be great if you guys can continue to do that. Yeah. It's been making an impact. I feel like uh-huh. I truly feel like people are finding it because of that now. Mm-hmm. So, um, cool. So, Van, we're going to talk about something I don't know anything about, uh, which, all, is, huh? yeah, which, okay. is, which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> typically, I know some because you usually talk to me a little bit more about them. Um, so I blame you, but, um, <laughs> no, but this is interesting though, because this, I it's mean, cool. now, now all your questions can be like super like candid and so forth, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I, um, I didn't know where, what this honestly, when you, so we're talking about robo advisors. Mm-hmm. Um, and first and foremost, I think, I, I think Kevin I says a robot. A, yeah. Robot advisor. That's what he said. <laughs> I keep thinking it's like something to do with a robot telling me what to do. It kind of but is. In some ways it is. Yeah. Right? But Van, you, you, you actually know this very well as well as you use it too. I do. Right. So, um, why don't you set the table for us today? Because I, I I don't know much about it. Sure, uh, but sure. you know, why did you choose this topic, and uh, what are we going to be talking about today? I mean, uh, the the main reason why I chose this topic was because I think it's another great way for people who are starting to get into the investment world to start. start. And I think most people actually rely on professionals and so forth in order to you know tell them how they should invest and so forth, right? But I mean, if you listen to our um, was it a financial advisor episode, you you clearly know that I mean. There are some good advisors out there and there are some bad ones out there, right? And I feel that with robo-advisors, I mean, you're going to get a really good quality, um, you know, uh, advice uh, or uh, portfolio that, you know, without all the upsells and so forth. Yeah. And it's probably somewhat, it's going to be expensive if you're always relying on a professional too, right? Exactly, right. Fees and stuff. So, I mean, it's really, I mean, it's... 
when I first started, I, I remember typing how to invest and I remember <laughs> the results being super overwhelming, oh, right? I and I, I'm just saying that if for those who just want a really soft entry into this investment world, I mean, robo-advisors are a, a good option for you folks. Got it. So with that then, Van, let's always what we do set the table. Sure. What is a robo-advisor? Okay, so um, a robot advisor, <laughs> or otherwise known as a robo-advisor. Uh, give me a hard time uh, about this. Is <laughs> so, one time? Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's actually, I mean, like you said, you're not that far from the tr- uh, far off there, Kevin, because, yep. uh, in, you know, typically you when you do investment, you would have to have a, a real-life person uh, manage your account, and yep. you know, they use your, uh, you know, the, um, the market to, like, create a portfolio for you and so forth, right? But instead of a real person doing that, um, the robo-advisors, they'd use... A series of algorithms and uh, processes that they that they define to do this for you. So you kind of cut out that uh, human person in the you know out of that whole equation. Got it. And uh, a lot of these services are mainly online services. So I mean they're just very um, you know accessible online as well. Got it. Yeah. So when I when I think it's a robot, mm-hmm. uh, when what you're saying is though these are replacements of a financial advisor. Exactly. Would you say? Okay. Yeah. And would they? I know you said instead of a real person, but these are usually companies, right? They're not like a robot. Yeah, calling it's, not like, like, hey. it's not like Skynet doing this for you. But I mean, you're right. I mean, there's a team of people who yeah, are, yeah. Um, you know, supporting this uh, um, this system up and so forth. But yeah. I mean, the, the main thing is you're not going to call. You're not going to have like a dedicated financial person, um, you know, doing your trades for you and so Got forth. It. Because this is just it's going to do it for you, and you can set up a lot of ways to automate this process. It's just very different in that sense compared to like a real person. Exactly. Yeah, got yep. it. Okay. Um, well, we always talk about, you know, personally, do, you know, clearly I don't use one because I didn't even know what it was. Sure. <laughs> uh, Van, do, do you use uh, robo-advisors? My, my guess is that you do. I do. Um, can you talk to us about, you know, what was the process like? You said you Googled how to invest um, <laughs> and results were very overwhelming. I knew you had a financial planner. We talked about that in yep. the past. How did you end up using a robo advisor? Well, I mean, at, at this point, um, I would say I've, I started learning a lot about investing already. So yep. I was pretty comfortable doing yeah, it myself. Right. But in a way, I wanted, uh, you know, when, you know, at the time when I did this, it was maybe, maybe like three or four years, actually, maybe about three years ago. Mm-hmm. When robo advisors were starting to be very, um, were very getting popular, right? They're getting a lot of, you know, notoriety and, you know, it was kind of the big buzzword at the time. And I, I started looking into it to understand what that, uh, what robo advisors were. And it was really intriguing to me because, you know, me being, uh, a computer science major and being into technology, it just kind yeah. of spoke to me, right? Yeah. Because the idea of having, uh, because I know uh, for a fact that, you know, uh, that, Computer-based algorithms are always gonna, you know, gonna do math a lot better than humans can, and so forth, right? So it's just to me, it just made sense as to have to have like computers do a lot of these decision making from the, you know, in microseconds versus having a human person doing them, uh, you know, it, uh, manually, right? Yeah. So I thought that you know it was a really intriguing idea to have a computer um, do this for me, um, and also I like the idea that uh, you know they were really touting something called tax loss harvesting which is a way you can save on taxes. And I'm, I'm going to talk about this later okay. in the episode. But, cool. you know, it was a, it was a, it seemed like a good way to lower my taxes. And also, um, the last point was I wanted to more or less have an experiment that compared my Vanguard funds versus this robo-advisor and yeah. see if these robo-advisors are, you know, indeed better than my Vanguard funds, right? Because in, in my Vanguard fund, I'm managing it all myself versus these robo-advisors. Uh, I mean, this is all done for me. So I'm, I'm kind of curious to see, you know, in the long run, how, how do you stack up to yeah. And remind us, Van, I, I recall you had a financial advisor, but then there was a period of time you were managing it yourself, weren't you? 
So I kind mean, of, or? I mean, as soon as I, as soon as I let go of my financial advice, I did. I just did it. I did all myself immediately after that. Got it. Yeah. And and then and then you decided to move that over to like a robo advisor. Oh or no, you're saying these are in conjunction. This is in conjunction. Got actually, it. Got because it. Okay. I would say my my, my retirement accounts are all under Vanguard and my uh, Fidelity four hundred one k's and so forth, but. With the robot advisors, it's more. Uh, this is actually my where my broker, um, my taxable investments are located. So Got I mean, this it. is actually Understood. quote unquote. This is really my um, our. I say my. My wife's gonna kill me. No. <laughs> this is our uh, house fund, um, house uh, payoff fund. Got so it. remember okay. how I say like you know I put mo- a lot of money into uh, you know paying extra into mortgage and then anything extra I put into this robo advisor. Got it. Understood. Yeah. So in some ways, because a robo advisor they can help you, but in some ways you have to also be very actively involved, right? You don't need to. That's the oh, thing. interesting. I mean, I, I, okay. I am probably more active in a sense where I look I look at it at least on a monthly basis. But I mean, these are really designed so that you don't need to do that at all. Got it's it. All, okay. I mean, it's almost like putting it into like a target fund. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Cool. Uh, well, can you explain to us how it works? Sure. So, first of all, you go. Uh, you can sign up online. So this is all done online. You don't need to make a phone call. You don't need to send any paperwork in or anything like that. So it's all you know, super user friendly because it's all done via the website uh, on their website. And when you typically when you sign up for these type of services, um, a lot of them are goal based. You know, they create your portfolio use based on your goals, right? So, you know, they ask you like a few like really simple questions like, uh, you know, you, what, your, what your age is, your income, uh, what you're, you know, you're talking about goals. Like, is it, do you want to save this as an emergency fund? Do you want to use it as a retirement? Do you want to use it for general investing and so forth? And, you know, based on all your answers, it tells you, um, you, you, they can also assess your, uh, risk tolerance, right? Hmm. So they have a question. I think, uh, Betterment has a question like, you know, if the market dropped 10%, would you A, you know, um, not buy anymore or sell? Uh, hmm. B, uh, would you, uh, you know, stay the same or C, uh-huh. would you keep buying more, right? So based on all these questions, it, it, they generate, um, a portfolio for you that's super diversified, actually, because it covers all your domestic, covers all your international, your bonds and, yeah. um, and so forth. And, and, um, I mean, all, and the cool thing about this is it's all done within like five minutes. Oh, it's like a questionnaire that I kind of mm-hmm. asked. Yeah. Hey, Van, I just realized one thing you mentioned just now. Okay. You, you mentioned the word company betterment. I, I, okay. I'm assuming that's one of the row. I, I forgot to even ask you, yeah. what are some of the more common ones so that sure. folks, when we start talking about, they're not confused? So there's, um, I mean, today there's actually, I mean, when I signed up, there was only maybe a handful, mm-hmm. like maybe like th- five or so, but yeah. today there's actually about 200 oh, <laughs> of these goodness. robot advisors. What uh, are some of the big ones? The biggest ones are uh, Betterments mm-hmm. and Wealthfront. Those are the two major ones that Got are it. the main players. And then, I mean, Personal Capital is also oh, really? a advisor. But, I mean, Personal Capital, I don't really consider them robot advisors because they actually, they do provide the whole, like, human aspects of financial planning as well or financial advisement. Oh, interesting. So, but, okay. I mean, but I think their algorithm is similar to what and Betterment. So it's, it's kind of like Betterment and Wealthfront with a person attached to your account. Got it. Yeah. Okay. But in any case, yeah, those, I would say those are your three biggest main players. I mean, again, there's, you know, 197 others, <laughs> <laughs> but which one do you use? I personally use Wealthfront and uh, Betterment. Oh, today. you use two of them. I use oh, both. Oh, very them. cool. Yeah. Okay. So back to that. You said, so go onto the website. Okay. Um, I'm assuming it's just like, Betterment.com exactly. or Wealthfront.com exactly. or whatever.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you sign up, you do basically like a questionnaire, like an online dating profile. Is that what yes. you're saying? You don't, have to, you don't have to upload a picture. Oh, no picture? And no, oh. no swiping to the left or no swiping oh, to the right. Yeah. What? <laughs> I thought you put a picture on there and like, ooh, sold. That's this right. guy. 
but actually, you know, with with, uh, with personal capital, you get to get a picture of the financial planner that wants to, you know, to earn your business. So yeah, oh, <laughs> you, can, man. you can swipe left no, or right. No. Oh no, no interest. Um, interesting. I'm, uh, oh geez, where did we go? Where did we go? Uh, but it, it, so you put in your age, your income, and stuff like that yeah. as well. And I mean, super easy cool. question as well. They're not going to ask you like. Um, so within the last you know year, like what was your you know how did you index? Uh, yeah. How how did your index do, or how did your portfolio do? I mean, they Got don't. It. They That's very complex. You. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really meant for people who are just starting out. Got it. Yeah. So ba- um, once you have that set up, what happens then? So once you set it up, I mean, it works like any other brokerage account. So you can set up automatic deposits. Uh, you can set up uh, whether you want your investments, uh, dividends to be reinvested or cashed out. Uh, you can also, you know, monitor your performance because mm, cool. Um, the cool thing is, I mean, you can monitor it in real time, at, you know, anytime throughout the day. Got it. And yeah. it's like 24 seven because it's online based. Uh, right, I mean, there, I mean, there's maintenance periods. I mean, sure. Because sometimes, yeah, yeah, oh, that's cause true. I, I like to do my, my finance stuff in the middle of the night sometimes. And oh, I, I log in on like a, that's annoying. You know, a Friday night at like, let's say like midnight. And they're like, you know, first of all, they're probably thinking, hey, what loser is <laughs> <laughs> looking at this stuff at Friday night hey. on a midnight? So, uh, but I mean, a wealthy yeah. loser, then, I guess. <laughs> but regardless, it's, uh, yeah, for you. the most part, it's 24 seven. Cool. So, now that we've set the table in terms of what it is and how it works and stuff like that, obviously probably pros and cons, right? Of uh, this this goes to the conversation we had about fees. We've talked about uh, personal advisors in the past. Uh, let's start with a good. Like, how are robo advisors a beneficial tool for you know either folks like myself who aren't as uh, versed in investing or someone like you who is very uh, versed in well versed in investing what are some of the benefits of having a robo advisor sure so the first one is really um this process is super e- efficient because you're no longer bound to the working hours of your investment advisor um because again you know you do have 24/7 access to your accounts and um, I mean, I, one thing with my financial advisor was, you know, she obviously this person has a life outside of the office. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she uh, she gets sick sometimes. Uh, she has vacation days. And you know, I mean, and she's maybe also busy with another client. Right. But with uh, with these type of uh, robot advisors, you can really monitor, you know, monitor or make transaction anytime you want. But I mean, again, if you let's say you want to buy stuff or buy like more shares or buy more, uh, put more into the investments, it's going to wait until the next business day to it. But at least you can queue it up. So that way it takes place when, you know, whenever you want to. Right. right? So it's just something that, you know, is super efficient. And, you know, it's, uh, again, it's just the accessibility of it is yeah. unparalleled. Right. And uh, another way is it's also set, like, you know, it's, it's not something that you need to really uh, manage at all. It's just really designed to be a set it and forget it type of nice. um, uh, system. That's always a plus for some people. Exactly, right? I mean, it's really you could design it so that way you could automatically withdraw, you know, a certain amount of money out of your checking account and it would just automatically deposit and, you know, do, you know, everything for you. So again, it's all with all within a few clicks, right? Uh, another thing is it just has a really good interface, uh, user interface. And yeah. I mean, I don't know if you, uh, I know some of our members, uh, or listeners probably have Vanguard and so forth. And I, I just hate the Vanguard, uh, interface. It's archaic, huh? Yeah, it's super archaic. It felt, I feel like that, that website, is, it was probably, you know, released in the early 2000s or the 1990s. And <laughs> I just, you know, I wish that they just kind of revamped it. But again, I mean, I, I rather have them keep their low fees and keep the same interface versus, yeah, right. you know, up, you know, spend money to increase, uh, uh, make the, uh, interface better and increase the fees. But, with Betterman and like Wealthfront, it's just it's just super slick and it seems like a very modern website and it's very easy to navigate and yeah. use in general. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I just realized I watched a Betterman commercial. You did. I think they actually 
I'm almost positive it was Betterment. Um, and you can tell, you know, obviously a very modern company, like, you know, seems like a, almost that startup mentality feel almost, but I, I'm sure they're, they were established, but well, I mean, it just felt like that. They're not that old. I mean, they're, they're like, um, they were established in like 2008. So yeah. Like before so, the financial crisis. So, I mean, they're not, I mean, like Vanguard has been for decades yeah. and like Fidelity, I mean, they've been around for a long time, but I mean, I would say these robo advisors, they're, relatively new however the uh, concept of uh, this you know this algorithm based like investing that's not new that's been around for at least a decade so it's just that betterment and wealthfront they're bringing this these type of services to the consumer now versus going through like a middleman to do that type of service for you got it yeah they're just making it a lot more accessible right exactly right cool any other benefits van so, uh, I mean, we talk about saving on taxes, right? Yeah, so, let's talk about that. So, the, one, of the, one of the main um, main uh, ways that they're, you know, really advertising to people, um, to like, you know, normal investors is the, this concept of tax loss harvesting. Tax loss yeah. harvesting. Do you, know what the, do you know what that is, Kevin? I don't know. Is that, is you're that you're just, actually a tax guy, so, yeah. I, I, you know, frankly, I do tax, but I feel like this is getting that into more of those hairy things. I can sure. talk to you about standard deductions oh, yeah. and itemized deductions, yeah. but I I don't know exactly. I think I've heard you talk about this, and mm-hmm. I, I. but why don't you share with everybody, like, what does that really mean, and how does it really play into robo-advisors? So, the thing is, um, so, I mean, it, let's see. So, let me explain about the concept or the yeah. definition first. So, um, basically, tax loss harvesting is a way to um, well, like when you make a when you have a loss. Let's say you have a, um, a fund, and then you uh, you buy it. Let's, let's say ten dollars, and yep. then let's say it dropped to five dollars, and you sell it at five dollars yep. a share, right? So basically, that's a loss, right? Right. So um, on your tax return, you can deduct that loss Correct. against um, in your against your income, right? Correct. So that way, you are taking a tax um, you're uh, taking a tax loss in your um, uh, what's it? Uh, I guess your income. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, it was just it's the capital loss. Oh, right, exactly. capital. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm yeah. thinking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what tax loss harvesting does is basically, you, let's say I buy uh, a fund A, uh, like one fund, and um, I, it, I take it at a loss, right? Mm-hmm. And then I sell that loss. And then I buy a, some, a similar, another fund that's very similar to that fund, but it's not exactly the same um, at the same price. So basically what I can do is I can essentially take that capital loss and deduct that capital loss. But then I'm also buying another fund that's super similar, right? Right. So basically it's kind of like, to me, it doesn't, um, I, you know, I, you know, from, from an IRS perspective, I, I made a loss and they, that's all they see. But from my perspective, I, I made a loss, but I bought also something similar at the same, a similar price. Right. So to me, I'm not really losing anything at that moment, right? Got it. So, so yeah. So in a way, it's like, it's, it's basically, it's, you're selling, um, you know, typically selling it at a loss, I understand is a bad thing, but when you replace it with a fund, uh, with another fund that's largely similar, then really to you, there's no loss at all. Right? Yeah. And the way it, um, so it's essentially you're getting a free, like, tax deduction from the IRS by doing this. Right. So, um, and the cool thing about uh, robo-advisors is that it can monitor all this like automatically and then it can do all this on the fly, like really, you know, without you even knowing in the background. Got it. Yeah. So it just does it like, you know, on um, on an automated level where, you know, you don't even have to worry about it. Got it. Because it, traditionally you always have to like, you know, if you want to do this like uh, manually, you have to kind of monitor your, the fund like prices at what, right. where you bought it at and where it is at today. And then if it's at a loss, you would sell and then you would have to manually buy another fund that's similar to it. Right. But Got it. with this way, it's all done for you. Like, you know, with a snap. 
So I'm curious, is this something that only robo-advisors do, or do you think financial planners do it? I think or they try to do it, but it's, like you said, it's sometimes very tricky. From what I've read, I mean, other, uh, it's, it's, I mean, this is a well-known trick uh, with financial advisors, but oh, the thing it. is, usually, like, in the past, you would have to pay more, or buy, you know, you, this would be, like, a more premium service, right? Whereas for, you know, Wealthfront and Betterment, I mean, this is, you get the service right off the Got bat. Got it. So it's, like, literally something ingrained into their philosophy of how they invest. Exactly. Oh, yeah. very cool. So, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, they are, you know, I think they, I was reading some of the Betterment white papers and they were saying something along the lines where it used to be like for the elites and all that. Yeah. Right? And, oh, so it's yeah. all about getting it to the masses. Huh? Exactly. Making it easier for people to access. Exactly. Is there a cap in how much you can deduct? Yes. So you can only deduct up to 3000 in losses. So, I mean, Got anything it. more than that, then it doesn't make sense to harvest those like, gains, uh, those losses. But it could be very good for someone who has like... $150 or $600 in losses exactly. to kind of take advantage of that, which can be significant depending on your taxable income too, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, I mean, if you could save $3,000 a, a year, um, or you can deduct $3,000 yeah. a year, like over decades, and yeah. man, that's, that's some yeah. considerable savings. Exactly. Right and this, but keep in mind though, if you're making gains, clearly you're not going to be able to take advantage. Exactly. And that's going to be a better scenario anyway. Exactly. This is more yeah. of like, if you just had a down year, these are some of the things that you can do to do it, right, Van? Yep. Cool. Um, what about fees? Uh, this is your big thing, right? Uh, I know we talked about fees a few episodes ago about how financial advisor fees can get up there. So yeah. are robo fees, robo advisor fees much cheaper? I would have venture to say it is, but uh, yeah, they're, consider- you. they're considerably cheaper. I mean, the, the average uh, human financial advisor charges between one to two percent to manage your account every single year, which is, you know, I mean, you know, from our episode, that episode, yes. it's, it's pretty huge, right? Yeah. Right. It's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's astounding how huge it is without, you know, and a lot of people don't know that, but for robo advisors, I mean, they're not doing this for free either. Right. So, but I would, I've seen low uh, fees between like 0%, um, up to like point a quarter percent, like 0.25%. Um, and keep in mind 0.25% is still higher than, you know, index funds that you can get from Vanguard and so forth. But again, this is like, you know, this is, Essentially, like a fully managed um, account that yeah. you know, for you know um, you know fraction of what most other human advisors would uh, would provide. Got it. Yeah. Cool. So, you, would you say that it's a good idea to strictly do robo advisors, or do you think that there's still some opportunities to do something different? What do you mean by that? Actually, I guess I, I guess is would you say that having a robo advisor versus and having a uh, uh, financial advisor. These are diametrically opposite things. Yes. Okay. Yes, they Got are it. because it's. Uh, well, I mean, unless you have a certain relationship that you want to continue with your current financial advisor, but I mean, that's that. But that's more of a humanistic, uh, human uh, side, emotional right? conversation. There, but huh? yeah, emotional. Yeah. But uh, from a math point of view, it doesn't make sense to have both. Yeah. Got it. And okay. I, I would say the the main reason why um, that these, you know, the, that these fees are relatively low is because uh, one, um, they normally use uh, really low, um, the, uh, these robo advisors usually use something called ETFs um, in their portfolios, which already has really low fees. And, oh, um, I see. And ETF, it stands, it stands for exchange traded fund. And it's basically like, um, I mean, some of you, I don't know, maybe some of you guys already know, but um, if, you, if you don't, um, ETFs are kind of like, an, there are like index funds. Um, in the, in the sense that they track an index or a commodity or a bond, but it's traded more like a stock. So with, uh, with an index fund, it trades like more like a mutual funds where Understood. you have to, tr- um, you know, you have to buy it at the price at the end of the day versus an ETF. You could buy, you know, at the middle of the day, you could buy it immediately and so forth. Got right? it. So that's, that's a little bit different. 
Cool. And uh, yeah, what are the what are the the oh, sorry, Vintage or something? No, else. No, I was going to say. So what are what are some of the fees? And you use again Betterment, and you use uh, some of those other ones. What are the fees that they charge? So Betterment, I mean, it's anywhere between um, like uh, it's about I think it's like point three five and point two five percent, depending on how much you have in your account, but. They also they also offer uh, more uh, premium services as well. Oh, so like do. if you want like for instance if you want somebody to, um, like a uh, I don't know if they have a dedicated financial planner but or do you want something somebody assigned to like you manage your account or so forth? Um, it looks like they do charge a little bit extra for that. Interesting. So it's like from 0.25 to 0.4. Oh, still so, still fairly sig- insignificant compared to yeah. one to two percent. Exactly. Yeah. So it's that's uh, I mean I don't know how good that service is. So I think that's rel- something relatively new that they have. Uh, does it come with a picture? I don't know. Like, oh, I should, I should ask them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, so I've left or right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so I think, and it, with Wealthfront, um, I think if you do under 10,000, then it's, they don't charge you anything at all. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then, That's... and then if you go anything above like 10,000 is 0.25%. Got it. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's talk about the negative side then. Sure. I'm sure, you know, obviously financial planners still have a, a vibrant, it's still a very vibrant industry. Yeah. What is it about robo-advisors maybe that, you know, sh- people should really, before they dive 100% right in, these are some of the things maybe they should check at the door. Right. So, first off, it's, you know, it really likes, uh, these robo-advisors really like the human touch. Right. Ah, robots. Right. <laughs> robots. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to want to ask how your day went and, you know, if you, you know, how your kids are doing and things like that. Right. But they are, um, you know, it's, uh, but in, in another way, like robot advisors are not going <coughs> to shame you for not investing or they're not going to give you any pressure for, um, you know, not putting money into the market that, <laughs> that week or that month and so forth. Um, I mean, if you're looking for somebody who's going to keep you accountable for these type of actions, then I wouldn't really suggest robot advisors because, you know, this robot advisor kind of assumes that you have um, a very, uh, I mean, they are kind of assume that you're going to invest like steadily and they're not going to, you know, shame you for that at all. Got <laughs> right? it. Yeah. But some people need that pressure, right? Exactly. To feel like, oh, I, I got to. I gotta get my uh, get my finances in order. Exactly. So kind of reminds me when in college, like my mom always got in my case for doing homework. But then when I went to the dorms in college, like <laughs> I didn't get that anymore. And did I do my homework, Kevin? <laughs> hey, you graduated. I did, but what are you now? I, okay. I wasn't an academic probation that first quarter. Oh no, <laughs> that's, that's pretty bad. <laughs> but in any case. Uh, but in any case, it's just, again, it's just something that they, they're going to assume that you know what you're doing. And it's yeah. first, I mean, not assume that you know what you're doing, but assume that, that you're going to continue to uh, contribute regardless of discipline. You know. You're, you're going to be self-disciplined. Exactly. Yeah, that's, ways, yeah right? that's what I was thinking about. Yeah. yeah. And he wrote here a workout example. So same idea, right? Mm-hmm. Like if someone's pushing you to like a personal trainer, you have to go see them. You're probably going to get your butt in order a little bit more so than exactly. uh, someone else. Cool. Yep. Um, what else? So again, it's um, robo advisors aren't really uh, meant for short term investors. So you know, people who are day oh, okay. trading and looking for that quick buck oh, and so forth. I mean, that's not yeah. that's not really for them because uh, people who are doing those type of trading, they're looking at stocks and you know valuation of stocks and so forth. Um, but with uh, with robo advisors, you, you don't really invest in any stocks. You really invest in you know. Uh, Index funds or like ETFs and things like that. Right? Got it. Um, now, uh, not that's not to say that in for Wealthfront they do have a you know if you invest more than a hundred thousand they have something called direct indexing which is a little bit different where like they kind of create a mutual fund for you by purchasing a bunch of individual stocks which is kind of it's oh, an interesting interesting tech, uh, interesting concept but again that's something that uh, is still not designed to make you a quick buck. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And then what about control? 
Yes. So now that you talked about like, can I really choose or is it really them choosing? So the only thing you can control is so once you create, you, you answer those questionnaires, it'll create a portfolio for you. And uh-huh. then the only thing you can control after that is like how much st- uh, stock versus bond ratio you want, which is just like a sliding scale uh, that you want. But that's it, huh? as far as like, let's say, because one thing I, I see in my portfolio is um, in my betterment portfolio, I have like, uh, I think like 35% in um, domestic uh, or developed. Uh, international uh, funds. Yeah, and in my opinion, I don't. You know, I would never do that on my own personal portfolio, yeah. right? I probably wouldn't put more for myself. I wouldn't put more than like fifteen or twenty percent, but you know, thirty something percent. That's kind of uh, you a, know, lot, a little yeah. bit more for me than what I'm comfortable with. But the problem is, I can't control that with a robo advisor at all. It's just oh, I kind of have to take their robot intelligence. <laughs> to, yeah, right. Robot um, intelligence. Yeah, it's you. Uh, you know, just trust that yeah. essentially, and you see how the, the market does yeah. from there on. But I mean. You can't really, you know, it's, and, you know, for, I know some people, they're really into picking like socially res- or environmentally mm-hmm. responsible um, yep. funds and so forth. Absolutely. And with robo advisor, you're not going to get that. Got uh-huh. it. So really you're ceding that control over to the robo advisors and trusting that their algorithms are going to get you the ultimate result. Exactly. Right? So, but, well, but I mean, like, for instance, if you had a financial advisor, I mean, you can tell them, Hey, this, um, it, you know, being environmentally responsible is important to me. So they can more or less create a, oh, really? Know, Interesting. I mean, okay. I, I mean, they may charge, I don't know if they'll charge it more, but I mean, you could always request that, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the next point you have on here is about tax harvesting again, yes. uh, tax loss harvesting. Are there cons with that? There is actually. Oh, okay. Because with uh, with these type of accounts, unless you have your betterment or a uh, wealth fund or uh, a robo advisor managing all of your accounts, mm-hmm. is only going to have a view of your um, whatever you have invested with them, right? So for me, I have a Vanguard account, I have a Fidelity account, and yeah. a betterment account in addition to wealth front. Um, betterment is not going to know what my you know um, my Fidelity or my other accounts are doing at all. So, and the thing is, um, when you do tax loss harvesting, there is a rule, uh, there is a, like, um, something you have to watch out for, which is called something called a wash sale rule. And, um, oh, interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll give you an example of what a wash sale is. So let's say I buy Apple today at $150, right? Uh-huh. And let's say that, um, it drops to $130 and I want to, um, you know, uh, capitalize on that ga- uh, loss. So I, let's say I sell Apple, um, I sell it at $130 and, um, uh, and I want to buy it back again. So the IRS is not going to allow me to buy back that stock, same stock again, um, same exact stock again, like immediately. They're actually going to need me to wait at least 30 days for oh, me to buy that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So that's why, um, you know, so you have to be kind of careful because some of your other accounts may have something very similar or maybe even the same exact fund that your Betterment or your Wealthfront account is invested in. And if you don't keep an eye on some of your other account from a holistic point of view, you may trigger this wash sale. Oh, okay. Yeah. So got to be really careful of that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I, it's just something that um, you just, I mean, I don't know how, um, I don't know how uh, strict the IRS is going to be on this, but you just got to make sure that you're not, you know, triggering any wash sales here because you, know, you may have, you may owe more in taxes <laughs> as a result end. of that. Huh? Yeah. Mm, because I mean, if you think about it, if you can't just, you know, sell a loss, capitalize again, and buy the exact same thing immediately. Yeah, right. There's really no risk say, for you at all, yeah. right? So, okay, yeah. so you got to be careful of that. Yeah. And um, what else? Anything else, man? Uh, I mean, the very last con I have here is really um, – so you know how I told you I was doing the experiment, right? Between yes. Betterment and uh, and my Vanguard account? Yeah. And to date, uh, my Betterment account is underperforming 9% compared to wow. my uh, Vanguard account. Wow. So my Vanguard account is like kicking butt in my Betterment account. I mean, it's doing well, but it's yeah. not doing nearly as well as my Vanguard account. It's 9% relative to the S&P, not 9% down. 
Correct. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Relative to the S and P, so both of them are probably doing fairly well. Exactly. Right. Um, But do you think that that's a? Would you say that that's a reflection of just how reality is, or is this more of an anomaly? I think. I think it's it's mainly because the um, because you know the in my Vanguard account I'm mostly in. U.S. stocks or U.S. index funds, right? Oh, and the U.S. economy has been doing yeah. great for the stock market in the Got last it. few years. So, I mean, it's just really, I mean, again, with Betterment, I've only been investing in it within the last few years anyway. So, I mean, I'm really looking at a small snippet, but I'm just saying as of today, it's just not performing as well. Understood. Yeah. Understood. And cool. again, it's like a, a big chunk of my Betterment portfolio is an international. So, Got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else on cons, Van? I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's more, but yeah, I mean, sure those are the ones that I have. Right Got now. it. Yeah. Cool. So let's move on to the next part, which is, of course, uh, how do we apply this to wealth building? That's always what we try to sure. do. We always want to ground that back to the, the episode, right? So if I'm, if it's like someone like me, now that I, I have a better understanding of robo advisors, how do I know if I'm ready for that? And like, sure. what are some of the characteristics of someone that, is probably probably primed to have that conversation, right? So I would say a lot of millennials is mm. uh, millennials are a prime exa- um, you know group. Um, you know why is that? Mainly because they embrace technology, mm. and I mean, ah, I Betterment has a nice grandma's outlet, not going to be good. <laughs> probably not, because <laughs> grandma's probably going to want somebody to yeah. uh, you know be there and Absolutely. answer her question and so yes. forth, right? Whereas millennials, they're they're a lot more tech savvy. They can you know research things, and I mean, Betterment and Wealthfront have a great white paper. Uh, they have a, a whole bunch of like articles that you can do a ton of research with even before you even start, right? To understand the whole process and so forth. And I can't imagine that you know, even my mom <laughs> wanting to yeah. even do something like that right so i I would say millennials um those who are you know embracing technology should be the ones using this uh, service got it It, but it is user-friendly super user-friendly so it's like it's just more of the uh millennials in your cases what you're saying is people they've grown up grown up on utilizing these types of websites and knowing how to navigate right basically you know people who (laughs) don't remember when you know they don't they weren't around when um I mean, they went around when internet was not yeah, popular yet, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, wh- what other characteristics would you say is important to have? So I think if you were like too busy or if you don't have the motivation to learn how to invest, I mean, this is, I mean, if uh, aside from going and finding a financial advisor, you can just go straight to a robo advisor, set that, you know, set, answer those questions and just set up an automatic uh, deposit and you're, you'll do pretty well. Got I would it. Say. Got it. Um, okay. Yeah. And then, I mean, those who, I mean, I mentioned about target funds. I mean, the people who are um, accustomed just investing in target funds. I mean, this is a good alternative to target funds as Got well. It. And remind yeah. us again what target funds are. It's like kind of those uh, when in your four hundred one k's, like you know, for Fidelity, you have like Freedom Fund twenty forty. So it's like you know, based on your age, you can. Oh more, right, yeah. That's it's right. like it automatically invests and makes it like risky to like conservative as you age, right? Got it. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's see. So. Yeah, I mean, really, if for those who are looking for a way to automate this and make it painless and make it seem like you know um, the least amount of work possible, yeah. I mean, this is this is uh, lazy people. <laughs> lazy people. <laughs> this, is, this is a good way to do it. Now, Van, do would you say that it's possible to mess up? Um, let's say I let, let me just give me an example. Someone like me who says, okay, all right, I, I don't really like investing. I feel like you know, I don't know, I don't, and I don't want to go with a personal financial advisor. Um, you know, I, they meet you, you hear this, or they hear this podcast and like, okay, maybe I'll try robo advisors. Sure. I guess one of the biggest concerns will be, well, I put money in there, like versus a bank account typically, right? Those are the two options. In a bank account, I know money's going to be there. They'll pay me 
little, little interest, right? right? Little as it may, may be, I know it's there. It's liquid and, and all that. When you go to a robo-advisor, I think one of the concerns will be, what if, do you, is there, I mean, there's always going to be risk, of course, that it's going to, you know, the, the fund doesn't do well. But is there, a, is there a wrong way to do it because of the fact that it is automated, though? I would say if you keep it automated, then you're doing it right. Um, I think the only other problem that you would see is, let's say, like, I... Let's say that you're not the type of person who's really disciplined or diligent about uh, managing your personal finances, right? right. So let's say you uh, um, deposit money into your, your robo advisor account, mm-hmm. and then you're like, "Oh crap! I need to buy some plane tickets," and my checking account doesn't have enough. Oh. <laughs> then you like take money out of the account, and then like you reinvest, and then it, you know it's that's like, gonna mess it up. Yeah, I would say like if you keep doing like those type of actions, then you're gonna screw it up. And um, or if you keep like messing with the slider, like you know from stocks <laughs> to bonds. I mean, just I would say just once you do, um, especially if you don't know what you're doing, just answer this question just leave it <laughs> yeah and just let you know just let the algorithm work itself and it will just you know do whatever you need to do right and the cool thing is in like uh in in the these robo advisor sites like betterment you can set like um like a target fund like let's say like i want to save um a hundred you know like let's say um like two hundred thousand dollars in like five years or something yeah. like that you could set that target and then like uh you know it'll actually create all these graphing models for you to see like um you know if you are on track or you are not on track or you know you need to put more money and so forth so it will let you know if you are indeed on track or not based on like certain models that they do for you oh that's and neat it's, and it's super you know it's super cool too because you know even show you like the worst case scenario where that money will, you know, um, make the least amount for you or the, the best case scenario where, you know, it will make the most money for you. Got it. Yeah. Uh, very technology savvy, though. Yeah. Huh? yeah. yeah. Very so, interesting. I mean, I mean, again, it's just like if uh, for a millennial, they'll look at that and go, oh, cool. But yeah, yeah, yeah. for somebody, you know, perhaps a little um, not as, you know, not versed in the Internet <laughs> or doesn't, you know, troll the uh, Reddit yeah. forums, <laughs> uh, they, they may not like it as much. Yeah. Could be pretty overwhelming, I'm assuming, exactly. for, for those folks. Yeah. Well, cool. Um you know, there was a point here about signing up, but I think we, we touched upon this already, Van, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yep. a lot of it is pretty much just going on the website and log, you know, creating a portfolio. And then if it's something you feel like is for you, then depositing money and then you're off to the races, right? Yep. And I mean, you could also, before signing up, you can, you still have access to other, you know, um, white paper resources and so yeah. forth. And I think that's a, an excellent way to research a lot of their, you know, their services and so forth before yeah. you jump in. I mean, just don't take my word for it, right? Sure. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, I mean, it'll be nice if uh, we can get some, if some kickbacks. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's on betterment. Yeah. <laughs> But I would say, uh, you know, just definitely take advantage of what they have on their um, in their database of knowledge, their knowledge yeah. base. Right. I mean, there's, there's plenty of information out there about robo advisors that um, you can get make a well-formed decision, well-informed decisions yeah. um, before you jump in. Cool. Mm-hmm. Do you have a personal preference between personal? Uh, sorry, between Betterment and Wealthfront? Uh, or is it? To be I honest, I like them both and because they're very similar. Um, hmm. I think the only time they're different is when you start having a, a large, like, let's say, like, over $100,000 worth of investment. Oh, so then in that case, both, both um, robo-advisors really diverge apart from each other. Got it. Yeah. So if you're under that, they're you almost the pretty same. much are the same. Yeah. Cool. Well, I learned a lot today. Yeah, cool. I mean, I, it's one of our... More efficient episodes, Van. I know. I know. What are we at? Where are we at? We're about 30, a little less oh, than 40 nice. minutes. So very cool. Uh, I, I, did you have anything else to add? I mean, this is the end of the notes that we had. I thought it was a pretty uh, succinct and good yeah. overview about what robo advisors are. I mean, do you have any other questions about it? I know you are very... Um, you know, I, I didn't. I, I think you answered a lot and asked throughout the uh, along sure. the way. I think my biggest concern about doing this would be just saying like, oh, well, well how do we... 
how do you pick the right funds? Mm-hmm. And I was like, do I really want to do that? But uh, it sounds like if you put it in, you have to trust the system. As long as you are disciplined, like you said, about not constantly taking in and out money, yep. um, you know, in some ways that's that's seems like a no brainer for someone like me, especially who. I find the investing investing side of it a little bit challenging. Right. I'm curious. I mean, knowing what, um, knowing now that you have a better idea about robo advisor, yeah. I mean, would you consider use it yourself? Consider investing in one. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I definitely think that um answering those questions help alleviate some of the concerns that I had. Okay. Um, now, will I actually do it? I think that's. I'm not sure. sure. At the moment, I'm you know you know me and working on our goal of paying off the house. So right. a lot of my money is going towards there. But definitely, my wife and I have started talking a lot more. You know, obviously learning from you as well that you know maybe there are some smarter ways to work to utilize that money and not just put it all into the into the house. But right. um, but this sounds like a great option for someone like me, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of wish that the uh, um, that it was making about the same or a little bit more than my Vanguard accounts because well, I mean, my Vanguard accounts. I mean, it's I mean the way I do it is not like I spend a ton of time in, you know managing that either, right? Yeah. But it's just um, it's just kind of funny how um, because you know we were talking about like you know passive indexing, passive investment versus active investment, yeah, and right. we were kind of poo pooing on the active investment, and yet yeah. here I am like investing in an active <laughs> investment uh, portfolio with uh, with uh, this robo advisor, yeah. right? So. Um, I mean, I, I see mirrors on both sides. I mean, yeah. nobody, I don't think, any, um, nobody really knows the answer, but still, it's just, to me, it's just a way to, you know, further diversify how you invest, for instance, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but you would say that, would you agree to say that a lot of times when you look at whether a, you know, personal financial planner or robo-advisor or whatnot, you really have to look at it in, in a long longer time period as well right oh like, for sure like over one year over one year might not be a fair assessment you really have to look at it over the historicals right correct yeah i mean i, I would say for i mean it depends though right because if you if you plan to pay up your home like in like five years or whatever then you know you, you should create a portfolio or something um some type of investment or a, a strategy that will let you make that amount of money without you know too much risk of losing all that right. within the five years but then if you're if you have a really long time horizon then yeah i mean you could be as risky as you want yeah, yeah. so there you go folks yeah. uh robo advisors in a nutshell thank you so much van for walking us through that that's yeah. pretty awesome no problem um well, as well, let's close out, Van. Um, do you sure. want to share with everybody where they can reach us? Yeah, certainly. So, if you have any questions, comments, and uh, well, I was going to say concerns, but I mean, <laughs> no concerns. Y- no concerns. You can always reach us at a word about wealth at gmail.com. And again, you can also check us out on our website at a word about wealth.com. Yes. And again, if you can, please uh, rate and review us. And uh, again, I know we keep saying this gospel and people probably, you know, tune us out at this point, but, um, I'm going to keep saying, yeah, it's just, um, you know, please go continue to, um, rate and review us. Well, let's say this. We'll stop saying it once we get to a hundred. Yeah. Okay. Triple digits guys. I'm telling you, it's in your best interest to rate and review. Exactly. So yeah. In case, (laughs) I don't know. I don't think they believe us, but all right, guys, we'll see you next week. All right. Have a good day. Bye.